This podcast is a part of Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Inside 1801. My name is Alex Lumenthal, and I'm here with my lovely co-host. Hi, everyone. It's Maya Porzio, and we are back this time for a special episode that I'm especially looking forward to about post-graduation life. For those of you that are seniors like me and are graduating in May, even December, I'm sure a lot of you have been kind of thinking of the questions of what's next, what am I going to be doing, and how do I kind of go from college, this life that I've been living the past four years and transition into kind of your more adulthood um, side of life. So today we have a very special guest that I will let Um, introduce herself. Hi, everyone. Um, I do not feel qualified to be giving uh, post-grad advice, but I'm going (laughs) to do it anyway. Um, But my name is Izzy Rushton, um, and I graduated from South Carolina in 2021, so not too long ago, um, but I definitely feel old. Um, I graduated with a Bachelor of Arts with a double major in psychology and criminal justice, um, and I was extremely involved. I feel like that's an understatement um, at South Carolina. So I served as the student body president from 2020 to 2021. Um, I was also in a ton of other student organizations. I was a university ambassador. Um, I was the chapter president of Alpha Chi Omega. Um, I did Dance Marathon all four years. I was in Omicron Delta Kappa. Um, I did all the things, and I love Carolina still so much to this day. Um, So I'm so excited to be here, talk about Carolina, talk about after it, um, and answer any questions you have today. So looking forward to it. Uh, We're definitely very excited that you're with us, and that was a very hefty resume. That was super impressive. (laughs) Um, But so kind of like the first question. Could you tell us like a little bit more about what you're up to currently? Yes. So, okay. So I graduated South Carolina in 2021 in May. Um, And then in August of 2021, I actually moved to England. Um, So I moved to Cambridge, England, which is about 40 minutes from London. Um, And I went there to get my master's degree. So I did a master of philosophy or an MPhil um, in criminology at the University of Cambridge. Um, And that I'll talk about, I'll probably talk about this more along this episode, but that ne- wasn't necessarily like the dream in college or like the big plan. Um, it kind of just unfolded in the way kind of that I didn't expect. Um, but I spent the last year living in England. I got my MPhil degree. Um, I absolutely loved it. Um, I would relive that experience a million times over if I could. Um, and now I have recently actually just moved to New York City, which is crazy that I'm back in the States. Um, if you don't know, I'm originally from Australia, so I've kind of been bopping around for a couple years, but it's so nice to be back in the States and be near um, lots of my really close friends. I visited South Carolina recently, so that was awesome. Um, but now I am living in New York City. I am working for an immigration law firm. Um, it's called Commissa Markel. It's very small. There's about 20 of us. It's a boutique immigration law firm. Um, I am a visa case manager. So it basically means that um, I work with the attorneys at the law firm um, and I write visa applications for our clients. So we have a lot of fashion and entertainment clients. Um, People always question me when I say that because they're like, 
why why would you need to write a visa for a fashion entertainment client? Um, but if you think about it, every single company that has foreign employees, whether that's an Italian designer, whether that's a foreign actor, they all need visas to be in the States. Um, so I write those visa applications and we submit them to the U.S. government and then we go from there. Um, so I've been in New York for about a month and two weeks now, so I'm still a newbie, um, but I'm loving it. Um, it's very different to South Carolina, but it's always been a dream to live in New York. Um, so I couldn't think of anything, you know, anything I'd rather be doing right now. So that's a long-winded response, but that's what I'm doing. Well, that's super exciting. Um, working at a law firm, do you have any kind of plans to go to law school or we'll see? Yes. So, okay. So it's quite funny because my plan in undergrad was to go straight to law school. Um, and I think my parents maybe would have rathered that, but instead <laughs> I've taken the long route around um, and did my MPhil and now working in the law firm. Um, I definitely plan to go to law school in the future. I'm probably looking to apply at the end of this year or the end of next year um, to start the following year. Um, so that's the big plan. Uh, I love immigration law. I think that's what I want to do um, as a career. And and so I'm just looking to get some experience before applying. But Maya, are you looking to apply to law school still? I am. So that's what I'm in the process of doing right now, waiting to hear back from all the schools and the fun stuff. So, so exciting. Oh, my goodness. You'll have to keep me updated. I will. It's very exciting. But I guess like when you were at the point like I am right now about to graduate, like how did you did a lot of this like you just kind of figure out as you went along? Like, was it a big plan that you had? Like, I don't know, I guess what they want to do that are listening. Like, what's kind of your advice there? So I think like the big advice that I would give, and I think I'll probably say this a couple of times through this episode, is that no one really knows what they want to do. Um, and if they say they do, then I mean, that's great for them. But the majority <laughs> of people don't know what they want to do. Um, I mean, I'm two years out of college and I still don't really know what I want to do. We're all just kind of figuring it out. Um, and so, look, I am a big dreamer. I think we probably all are here today. Um, I'm a big dreamer. I like to plan. I like to have these dreams of what I'm going to do next. Um, but I'm I'm also usually okay with those dreams changing based on what's going on around me or based on what opportunity becomes available. Um, so for instance, at the end of my undergrad, um, I planned to go to law school. That was the big plan. Um, but I think that the universe had other things in store for me. Um, and so one day I was just sitting on the couch in my senior house. I lived in Rosewood. So shout out Rosewood. Um, <laughs> and my roommate at the time and best friend had just gotten a Fulbright scholarship to go to the UK. And we were sitting there and I was like, I just don't know if law school is like 100% what I want to do. Um, I've definitely been talking about it for years, but I'm not sure like 100% if that's what I want to do. And so she was like, why don't you just apply to a master's degree in England? Like you love criminology. These applications are open right now. You can apply. Um, I already had a personal statement that I had written for law school. So like I was really in the works. Um, and so I ended up applying for these master's degrees. Um, and I kind of was going into it if like if the door opens and I get into these incredible schools, then maybe it's meant to be. Um, and so I ended up getting accepted and ended up, you know, kind of jumping, I guess, feet first into an opportunity that maybe I wasn't, you know, sure of, or maybe I wasn't um, aware of before, but it kind of presented itself. Um, and so ended up, yeah, 
picking up and moving to England. And it was genuinely one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, So I think, you know, be open to things that are around you or things that your friends say to you, because you never know kind of what door um, will open and what opportunity will present itself. But it definitely wasn't the plan. Like I had never mentioned a master's degree in England to anybody until probably like a month before I applied. So it wasn't the plan. New York wasn't necessarily the plan either, um, but the opportunity presented itself and I jumped feet first. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about that transition from this going from Australia to the States to back to um, England, like how is that transition kind of like going to um, different parts of the world and different cultures and everything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, when I, okay, when I first moved to college in South Carolina, um, I always say this, but I never actually went and visited South Carolina before I moved there. I just like rolled up on the first day and I moved into East Quad and had like two suitcases and I didn't know a single person. And I was like, holy moly, I am in the South. Like, how did I end up here? Um, And I think my parents thought I was a little crazy dropping me off and sending me there. Um, But I think that it was an incredible opportunity to see a part of the world that I not necessarily would have seen otherwise. Um, And so my freshman year, I jumped kind of headfirst into opportunities. I think, you know, a lot of people do. Um, I didn't do freshman council, which is so funny because I got so involved in student government later. But um, I got involved in Africa Omega immediately. I got involved in its marathon immediately. Immediately. Um, I was part of, I think, my like residence hall, student government vibe kind of thing. You know, so many people do that. Um, and so that allowed me to really kind of find um, a community fast. And I think this will probably be a theme in terms of like all my transitions, but I think community is so important. And that's how you find um, kind of comfort in your next move in another place or another country or another job um, or another city. Um, And so now looking at the transition from kind of undergrad to grad school, um, I think a lot of things are similar when you go from undergrad to grad school, you still have, um, you still have to go to class, you still have to write essays. Grad school is definitely um, a big commitment. I think that grad school puts a lot more um, pressure in a lot of ways on your academia, on your research, on your critical thought, um, which I personally loved. It was a challenge and I like accepted that challenge. Um, But then moving to England was another challenge because I think that um, South Carolina, I would say people are super... Um, in general, people are super welcoming and happy and South Carolina has incredible opportunities to meet people. And, you know, there's always parties going on and there's always community events you can go to. So then moving to England, where it's a different institution and a different environment, it was hard at first to figure out, for lack of a better term, what the vibe was. Um, <laughs> and so I had to kind of work a little harder to make a community. I had to kind of facilitate some of my own events, um, like invite a ton of people over or invite a ton of people to like a restaurant to hang out. Um, but I think that enabled me to go from undergrad to grad school um, in a more kind of I don't know, comfortable way. I think the hardest transition, honestly, has actually been from grad school and like undergrad into real corporate Mm -hmm. adult life. 
Um, I think it's not something that a lot of people talk about. Um, I think that there isn't a lot of like research or there's not a lot of articles or there's not a lot of talk out there about how do you go from these institutions where you have these community and have these people and there's social events and you live with all these people. How do you then move to a city, especially if you don't know many people and then work a full time job, but still have community? Um, and honestly, when I moved to New York a month and a half ago, um, I only knew like nine or 10 people, which when you go from South Carolina and I could tell you nine or 10 people who lived in my building, uh, <laughs> then a city like New York City, knowing nine or 10 people, that was really hard. And everyone is working like a full-time job. Some people it's nine to five. Some people it's nine to six thirty. If you're in investment banking, you're working constantly. Like <laughs> I, you know, you know what I mean. Um, and so it was not, it was not something that I was necessarily prepared for. Actually, I kind of had a moment, maybe like a week or two in, where I was like, oh my god, like I have just moved away from my community, and I have to rebuild that. But how do I do that? when there's not a lot of like planned events or, you know, people in the building, like there's adults in the building who are much older than me. You know, I don't live in student housing. So it's been a interesting transition and definitely the hardest transition of them all um, into kind of real adult life. So what were, I know you haven't been there very long, but I guess what are some of the ways that you have kind of found to build that community so far without kind of having that built in community set already? Right. So I definitely, this is so funny, but I looked on social media, like I just like looked on TikTok, which is, I mean, social media can be so bad, but also it can be really helpful. Um, And so I remember one day I was like, oh my goodness, I don't have a community. I need to find one and find some friends to do things with. Like I'm an independent woman. I will go to a restaurant by myself. I will explore New York by myself, but it would be wonderful if I could have some friends to do that with. Um, and so I looked on TikTok and I actually, the first thing I found was um, a bunch of running groups, which am I, I'm going to be so honest. I don't even like running that much. Like, <laughs> like if I could do something else, I would like, it's not really like my favorite thing, but there's a ton of running groups in New York. And I was like, I'm a competent runner. Like I can make it work. Um, And so I ended up joining, this is going to sound crazy, but I ended up joining three running groups, like one on a Saturday morning, one on a Tuesday night and one on a Wednesday night. And I joined those pretty much the first week I moved to New York. And I have found some of the most incredible friends from those running groups. Like it's crazy. Um, I was so nervous the first time I went because I didn't know a single person and like showed up and people knew each other. Um, But that has honestly been like a godsend for me is that I found people who like to be active. I found people who like to do things on the weekends. Um, The types of people that are going to these groups are the types of people that want to like get coffee after or like on a Saturday morning, we go and get bagels and coffee right after we run. So then I get to like chat to everybody and find community. Um, I also, you're going to laugh, but I also have a walking group. It's called, (laughs) it's called City Girls Who Walk. You might've seen it on TikTok. It's like blown up in New York right now. Um, And they have them in a ton of cities, but it's every Sunday in Central Park, like 250 girls go to this walking club where we walk through Central Park for like 40 minutes. 
and it's huge and I have made incredible friends there as well and I just saw that on TikTok like I just saw this girl posted she was like come to city girls who walk on a Sunday and I was like okay I'll show up um and same thing was able to make these incredible friends was able to text people I think like it's hard to go from like meeting people at these events to actually like becoming friends. But I think if you're like intentional about like getting their phone number and then being like, Hey, next Sunday afternoon, let's go for a coffee or like, let's get drinks. Um, that has worked really well for me and just like finding people who have shared interests. So I think like my advice there is that if you are in a new city and you don't know many people use social media to find like some niche that you like, like, especially in a place like New York or Chicago, where I know so many people move to Charlotte, like there's going to be so many niche groups of like interests that you can find via social media or other ways. And so that has genuinely been like a godsend. Like I have friends, I have so many friends now. I've gone from nine or 10 to like, I don't even know, like 40, 50. (laughs) Like it's crazy. I love that. I feel like for most people, like, cause I don't know, like most of the time I hear people, oh, like you make friends at work, but then there's like that separation of like, you go to work and it's great and you have your work friends, but like, that's a great idea. Like kind of finding something that you enjoy that you're passionate about, because then those people tend to have a lot of those similar interests as you and you can kind of leave work at work. Exactly. Okay. I do want to say something. Um, We actually have a walking club here at USC. It's called like Carolina Girls Who Walk. No way. Um, yeah. I think they either started this semester or last semester, but it's like the cutest thing in the entire world. I love that. That's amazing. If I when I come <laughs> down to South Carolina to visit, I'm going to go. Best Absolutely. Thing. They have an inst- I like looked up their Instagram. It's literally Carolina Girls Who Walk. <laughs> Well, shout out to Carolina Girls Who Walk. Um, so true. I, I was like, is this going to be like really weird? Like, I don't know, like who's going to go? But oh my goodness, the people are amazing and they're so nice and they're so friendly. And so if you're listening to this and you go to USC, go to Carolina Girls Who Walk. <laughs> it has changed my life in New York. I love that. Um, kind of reflecting back on your time here at USC, what's like one thing that you missed? Um, I, okay. I loved college. Like I had the best four years of my life in college. No, I'm definitely like, I I like to joke that I peaked in college. I definitely didn't. I'm still on the up. I live in New York city. How cool. Um, I, I do miss college. I think that like we take, you take it for granted when you're in it and then you leave and you're like, oh my God, I have to work like a full-time job. And I have like major responsibilities and like, I have to be an adult. Like, I have to do adult things. I have to, like, file my taxes, you know? Which, like, I know you have to do in college as well. But there's, a, you know, there's so much support in college, you know? There's, like, seminars on tax. Or you can go to, like, the doctor at the at USC if you need, like, medical help. Whereas here, I'm like, where on earth in the city am I going to go to a doctor? I'll have to figure it out. Um, So I think I miss the support system that was at USC and the fact that like all my friends lived around and it was so easy to hang out. Um, I miss football for sure. Um, Saturday in South Carolina, definitely miss it. Um, And then I just miss like, I feel like I'm definitely building a community here and I had one in grad school, but like nothing compares, I think, to the opportunities at South Carolina to find community and find your people and be involved. Um, And so I think, yeah, I miss it a lot. I wish I could go back. No, I'm kidding. But I think it's (laughs) 
it's just, yeah, some of the, some of the best years of your life for sure. Um, A question, I guess I have personally, I feel like we spend so much of our lives, like up until this point, kind of like going to school and learning and like you even went to grad school. Um, Do you feel like you've continued, like found ways to kind of continue learning and growing like outside of this classroom setting for those that are nerds like me and love to learn and be (laughs) yeah absolutely like do you mean like now that I'm out of school yeah like now that you don't like a lecture per se to like learn new things I think one of the coolest things um about being out of school is actually like the more I know I keep talking about community but meeting people that aren't in your bubble like I have learned more living in New York about and this is going to sound so cliche but like finance like I have never learned so much about finance in my entire life just because so many people here are in that field and it's interesting to talk to them about what they do for a job what their passions are how they learned these things like I was a psychology criminal justice major I was not in Darla Moore um (laughs) I did not probably step foot in there but I have all these incredible friends now here who are amazing in that field um and I think I also would say this about grad school as well, is that I had a lot of friends doing in fields that were quite different to what I was in. Um, And so I think you learn maybe more so I'd say in grad school or in the real world from people who are very different to you. Um, I think in undergrad, it's very easy to hang around similar people or you don't really talk about your major. I feel like I didn't really talk about my major that much with my friends in undergrad. Um, whereas, you know, when you're in a corporate job, like you're genuinely interested in what other people do at all day, every day. Um, and so it's been really interesting for me to get that perspective. Um, I have friends here who work in international relations. That's something that I'm super interested in, but I just have never like taken an academic class in it, but I've learned so much from my incredible friends who are in that field. Um, and so I think the opportunity to meet people who are different to you and who are passionate about things that you don't know a lot about. Um, I think that there's always an opportunity to learn from others and learn from what they do all day or what they do on the side. Like I have friends who have like weird hobbies and passions, like very niche stuff. And it's so interesting to ask them about like why they're interested in it and what they've learned. Um, And so I think, yeah, going out of my way to ask people about their passions has actually taught me so much about things that I wouldn't necessarily take a class on. Um, Okay, Izzy, one last question for you. Um, what advice would you give to students who are about to graduate? That's a hard one because I feel like I could write like a book on advice and I'm really two years out. So like ask me again in like five years or like 10 (laughs) years because I feel like I'll have way more advice. Um, But I think, and this is hard because if you had told me this as a senior, I think I would have been like, eh, like I don't know how to like believe in that, but don't be scared of the unknown. I think that no matter what, like if you're if you're solid and you have you've gotten into law school already or you've gotten into like grad school, I think there's always still that fear of like the unknown of going into a new environment. So whether that's, you know, a law school degree or a grad school degree, that's terrifying. You're meeting new people, you're probably in a 
a new location. And if you're not, you're still meeting like it's a new environment. Um, and then for the people going into like the quote unquote real world, I think that's also terrifying. I know I was scared like a month and a half ago, still am a little bit <laughs> about like how to be an adult and how to be um, competent at my job and how to keep learning in my job and how to do a good job. Um, but then also like there comes this other part of it where it's like, how do I keep building a career? And I think it's easy to get like bound up or tied up in these like unknown questions of what the future is going to be. Um, I think an undergrad, you know, you got four years and you're like, in four years, I'm going to graduate. And then that comes slowly down and you're like, in two years, I'm going to graduate. Um, but there's still this kind of air of certainty that in two years, I'm going to graduate. Whereas after now I'm like, how long am I going to work at my job? I have no idea. When am I going to apply to law school? I have no idea. Figure it out. Um, and I think it's so, it can be really scary. Um, but my biggest advice is to try not to be scared of the unknown. Um, jump headfirst into it. Be open to opportunities that maybe surprise you. Um, as I said earlier, I think that like some of the most incredible experiences that I've had have come from opportunities that I didn't plan that just kind of presented themselves. And I just jumped into it and was like, all right, I'm scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, and so try not to be scared of the unknown. If you are scared, be scared and do it anyway. Um, because I promise you, you won't regret it. Um, and you will have incredible stories and incredible opportunities in front of you. Um, and you got this. It's fun. After college is so fun. Um, I think it's another time in your life. And, you know, it's a different era for everybody and people have their own struggles. But um, there's definitely incredible, incredible opportunities to be had for sure. Absolutely. Well, we just wanted to thank you so much for coming um, on the podcast and talking to us a little bit about your post-graduation life, some advice for seniors who are about to graduate. I know I'm a sophomore, I still have a little bit to go, but I it's definitely very helpful um, just to have that reminder to lean into the unknown and just um, really just go for things and just um, it's okay to not have everything planned out. Um, for sure. But thank you guys so much for listening in and we will um, catch you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.